The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Five oh seven on the Central Coast on this Thursday, February 9th, 2023. Uh, good to have Jim Richards with us, filling in for Craig Hill. Craig will be back with us tomorrow. Uh, David Wiseman is going to be with us on uh, Monday to talk about Diablo Canyon. On Tuesday, we have uh, Michael. Oh, the last name is evading me. Uh, but he's from the Lawrence Livermore Lab, and he was on the team that uh, developed the breakthrough in nuclear fusion. And we got him. And he's going to talk about the experiment and what it means for science. We got a lot of good segments coming up this week and next week. And this segment here is pretty darn good, too. Tuesday marks the fourth anniversary since I had open-heart surgery. The man responsible for me still being around joins us now. Do you get tired of that, by the way, Dr. Canvasser? When people come, you save my life. You're going to come a little bit closer to the microphone, okay. please. Nice to see uh, you, by the way. Good to see you. You look Thank great, you. Dave. Thank no, you. no, yes you and no. Yes and no. I, I think I think it's being too dramatic. I think it's, there's a team of people that took care of you, and they did a great job. Yeah, but just in general, you're the heart guy. People must come up to you all the time. Yeah, and I try to answer them just like I answered you. It's a, it's a, it's a team effort, and the patient has to step up and, and do their job as well. Hmm. And, like, I kept trying to call you doctor, and you wouldn't let me call you doctor. You wanted me to call you David. Well, we're friends. And, and that was a struggle. Yeah, we're, there's a, we're friends. We're because friends. You've, you saved my life. We're friends. Thank you. Um, so let me just start out on a personal note. I went to see Megan Smith today because mm-hmm. uh, I see her or Dr. Doria okay. twice a year. Okay. Uh, there was some concern in October because my blood pressure had shot up to 150. They put me on something that begins with an L. Lysinopril. That's it. Low dosage. And today it was down to 120 Great. over 75. Great. Would have been even lower had French Hospital had a parking spot. It took me 15 minutes. I'm not exaggerating. It took me 15 minutes to get a parking spot. And instead of being 15 minutes early, I was five minutes late for my appointment. So my blood pressure went up. Yep, yep. Well, uh, yeah, we've we've had parking issues as well. I'm I'm glad the hospital's busy to keep people healthy. Um, But uh, it is is one of the issues we're dealing with. I do recommend that you take your blood pressure at home. I do. They they had me buy a kit. I got that. I do it every day. A couple times a day because it'll change morning and night. And and when you go and give them the results and let them know that they're staying, the numbers you're looking for are 130 over 80 is is what the number you're aiming for. But 120s. 120 is even better. Even better. Well, even better. So 130 would be the minimum. Right. Right. Does, it, max, does it matter? Max, max, well, yeah. you don't want it higher than 130. Gotcha. Morning or evening, does it matter when I it, take it the does blood seem, pressure? It, for me, it seems to vary. It seems to be a little higher in the morning than, than at night. All right. So um, are things back to normal after COVID, or are you still affected by COVID? We are still seeing patients with COVID. 
and we avoid, the, the studies have shown that we do not want to operate on patients that are COVID positive. Uh, COVID uh, does a lot of things, but one of the major problems is it causes a, a nasty vasculitis, which is an inflammation of the blood vessels. Some people are even suggesting that COVID itself is a risk factor for coronary artery disease going down the line. So we avoid everything we can not to operate on, on someone with COVID and other treatments are utilized such as percutaneous intervention or medical therapy. You're also saying when you came in, there are some supply chain issues we, affecting we do, surgery? We do have some supply chain uh, issues that haven't, uh, that are potentially a problem. They haven't become a problem, but we're having to, it, it's gotten our attention. Uh, each, when we put the patient on the heart-lung machine, we have a perfusion pack, and that perfusion pack has 60 or 70 items, little widgets, little, little, little uh, uh, valves, tubing, and these, have to, these are all custom-made per each hospital, and uh, it has to, the, the pack has to be put together, it has to be sterilized, then it has to be quarantined to make sure that it has indeed been sterilized before it can be shipped out. And just like everything else, the supply, the supply chain has been disrupted, and we're working through it. So how does that affect this, the surgery schedule? Right now, it, it really hasn't, but we okay. are encouraging people that have elective cases. Now, not, heart surgery, there are no heart surgeons, surgeries that are totally elective, yeah. but if they're not having symptoms, uh, we're trying to put them off for a couple weeks. Certainly, if they're in the hospital, if they've come in with a heart attack, if they've come in with congestive heart failure, if they're coming in with other issues that need to be addressed, they're done immediately. Dr. David Canvasser on this broadcast. Uh, so much I want to ask the doctor. Not a lot of time on this, but of course, I got to ask you about Elvis Presley. His his uh, daughter, Lisa Marie, just passed away. I believe she was mid-50s, heart-related. Of course, Elvis died early 40s, heart-related, but that could have been brought on by drugs and alcohol. And then his mother, she died early. All three heart issues. Certainly suspicious. Certainly suspicious of a of a a hereditary type of issue could also be environmental there are several hereditary issues that are passed on, that can be passed on the one that i think would impact uh, the possibility for impacting would be a familial hypercholesterolemia where patients where you want to have a, a your cholesterol maybe 200 maximum these people with familial hypercholesterolemia have have uh, uh, cholesterols in the three to five hundred range and they have early onset coronary atherosclerosis, coronary artery disease. Now, that's the hereditary one. There are several environmental ones. Certainly, if uh, and I can't speak specifically to the uh, uh, to the Presley family, right. but right. certainly if there's uh, uh, smoking in the family, if the parents smoke, the children are likely to smoke. If there's obesity. Same thing, children are likely to be obese if they have a sedentary lifestyle. The usual risk factors we see, diabetes and other risk factors, that, that could be hereditary as well. So her child, because she has some children, they're at risk. Yes, they, they certainly should be, they should have a lipid profile at the very minimum. All right. So much to discuss here. Let's take a short break. We'll come back and continue our conversation, Dr. Canvasser. I'm Dave Congleton. We're live. We're local. This is Hometown Radio.
All right, we are in a conversation with Dr. David Canvasser, cardiac surgeon extraordinaire. Uh, Tuesday is the fourth anniversary of his surgery on me. Uh, but he's not here to talk about that. I reached out in part uh, because it's the anniversary, but I really want to hear him talk about uh, some things that have been in the news lately, and I hope that we will pay attention to what the doctor is about to explain. So, doctor, as we come back to you, let's remind folks, let's start with the football player, Buffalo Bills safety, Damar Hamlin. What happened on January 2nd? Okay, well, we're not totally sure. Um, he collapsed uh, after being hit in his chest. Uh, he apparently uh, suffered ventricular fibrillation. He required uh, chest compressions and cardioversion to restore his rhythm. He was taken to uh, the, you know, the intensive care in Cleveland, and he was in the hospital for, I believe, a better part of a week, uh, then transferred to Buffalo, where he, thank goodness, is making a, a strong recovery, the last I heard. Uh, so why don't we know what happened to him? It's been over a month. Okay, well, the working diagnosis is comedial cordis. I know there's... A lot of talk. I thought that's what it was. <laughs> okay. And that is a diagnosis of exclusion. And that that is more common in in ball sports such as baseball and in and, and hockey, not a ball sport obviously, where the, the player is hitting the chest right at the right time when the heart's relaxing. We're looking at a period of somewhere that this can happen, somewhere between twenty and forty milliseconds. Now that's twenty and forty thousandths of a second where a a blink of the eye might be a hundred to four hundred milliseconds so yeah. we're looking at 25 percent to half the time of a blink of an eye so a very small period of time it causes disruption in the normal cardiac rhythm and they develop this ventricular fibrillation which is a life-threatening uh, arrhythmia could we call it a freak accident uh, yeah, I think you probably could. Yeah. I think you probably could. But, yeah. I, you know, some people don't believe in accidents. We, we're yeah. trying to, you know, in medicine, we try to have a reason for everything. The, the thing with this is it's what's called a diagnosis of exclusion. There's nothing. If, God forbid, um, uh, Mr. Hamlin had died and he had an autopsy, they wouldn't find anything uh, in, mm. in his heart. So they have to rule out. Things such as hypotrophic cardiomyopathy, which is a thickening in the heart muscle, which is a common uh, mal- malady of of of, um, of athletes. Uh, apparently, he doesn't have what, that because of the echo. They have to look at other other things in his bloodstream, tox screens, and things like that. Those apparently are all negative. We certainly haven't heard of them. I know what I think you're getting at is the thought that this is somehow related to the COVID vaccine. Yeah, I was going to get there. Which is horse poop. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I can't say it any other way. Um, uh, there has been, and I know a couple months ago, the the Florida Attorney General or medical came out and said that uh, there has been increase in myocarditis uh, in patients that have received the the vaccine. And and that is true, Uh, but there's been increasing myocarditis, which is more common in patients who have had the virus. So is what happened to Hamlin, is that common? No, no, it's not common at all. Hmm. 
All right. So that leads, uh, I'm just going to quote here from the L.A. Times. Um, Doctors have concluded that Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest on the field, which may have been the result of some other condition. But there are absolutely no indications that Hamlin's condition had anything to do with a COVID vaccination or even whether he was vaccinated. Nevertheless, the anti-vaccination crowd piled on. Quick off the mark was right-wing blowhard Charlie Kirk, who tweeted, This is a tragic and all-too-familiar sight right now. Athletes dropping suddenly. For those not steeped in the anti-vax talking points, this was a clear reference to an emerging narrative in that community that the COVID vaccines have led to legions of young and apparently healthy individuals, especially athletes, dropping dead for no reason except that they supposedly were recently vaccinated. What what does the research, what do we know? Categorically false. With the vaccine in young men, uh, there is uh, an incidence of myocarditis of... Two, one to two out of 100,000, and this is not deaths, this is myocarditis, which most of the time is self-limiting, does not require hospitalization, and people do not die of this. Um, but they're saying hundreds, hundreds of athletes around the world. I, I, think, I think they're in an echo chamber, and they're making up these numbers, and that's where they're showing up. Well, apparently there's a, a documentary called Died Suddenly, that is making the rounds on uh, social media, trying to underscore uh, the argument that these young people are dying. Are you familiar with the documentary? I, I've heard about it. I've not seen it. All right. I mean, are, and, and probably I won't watch it, frankly, because it's 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 just categorically false. So, what's the motive, Doctor? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think there is a. Uh, uh, I think there is a segment of the population that that is steeped in conspiracy theories. And just because you want to believe something to support your cause doesn't mean it's true. I'm not going to go into all the details here, but I guess the people who have been pushing this theory have been relying on a quote unquote study out of Europe. Uh, by a guy named McCullough. And uh, we could spend the next half hour going through all the problems that have been pointed out about this. But the point I'd like from you, doctor, is the fact that there's been no peer-reviewed research. That is correct. That indicates any significant amount of young athletes dying because they were vaccinated. That is correct. Would you have expected such a phenomenon to occur? Certainly. Uh, no, No, certainly you'd expect... Something to come out if this was indeed happening. Right. But would you would you have expected back in the day when we were encouraging people to be vaccinated? Oh, there's a risk. These young athletes are going to stop start dropping dead. Okay. Yes. And and that has not happened. You know, there has been an increase in cardiac deaths, not just in athletes, but in cardiac deaths related to covid. And and the cardiac deaths have been in lockstep with the ebb and flow of the disease. And we remember that in in 2020, it it came up and then the numbers sort of fell during the summer. And and again, the cardiac deaths have been a lockstep with that. Uh, 
Further, cardiac deaths happened. The vaccine wasn't available to the end of 2020, and the increase in cardiac deaths were starting before the vaccine was even available. On the Stolberg-Tatum text line, something to ponder during the break. Uh, someone is respecting you, but arguing there are really quite a few amount of people who would disagree, and he or she is linking pretty much to the study that I just cited that's been debunked. Okay. Uh. Well, I, again, I, I think in medicine we want, we don't take anyone's word for it. We're looking for peer-reviewed studies about this. And I'd like to know, you know, I'm, I'm happy to look at the study. I'm, uh, I, I'd want to know what are the qualifications of the people that, are, that, that have, that have wrote, written the study. And methodology also matters. Of course. Yeah. All right. There's a lot to unpack here. We're off to California Headline News and ABC Radio News. Jim Richards is filling in for Craig Hill. He'll update us with Time Saver Traffic and Weather Together. We will welcome your phone calls for Dr. Canvasser, read your text messages, and continue our conversation. You're listening to Hometown Radio for the Central Coast. It is the Dave Congleton Show. Happy Thursday. Stay with us. All right, if you're just joining us, so my guest for the hour is cardiac surgeon extraordinaire, Dr. David Canvasser. Tuesday is the fourth anniversary of my surgery, but we're just talking about heart issues. We're talking about heart health. We're also talking about this new controversy that has flared up where some people seem to believe that young athletes are dropping like flies all over the world because they had the COVID vaccination. Dr. Canvasser is saying there's no basis in science for that. If you want in on any of these conversations, join us. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. And doctor, I I referenced this uh, person on the Stolberg-Tatum text line. I sent this article. Uh, This is out of something called Cardiovascular Business. uh, Last last October. Uh, I'll just read the opening paragraph. A seam... Malhotra, a prominent London-based cardiologist and author, has gained considerable attention after detailing his changing thoughts on the legitimacy and necessity of COVID-19 vaccines. He's written a couple editorials. He has been holding press conferences. And now he's concerned about people who were vaccinated for COVID. Doesn't strike me as a lot of research there. I, I, I don't know what his, what his point is. Um... Uh, I think if we can prevent the disease, we're, we're better off. I think if the disease continues to run rapid, I think there's increasing chances of newer uh, variants. And um, we have a vaccine that works. I think vaccines have done great things uh, in, in our civilization in the past hundred years. And even if this uh, doctor should have legitimate credentials, does it's this is one in a population of thousands yeah i'd like to see some some university multi-center university studies that that uh those those are what we as, as physicians uh watch look for 
And you haven't seen anything? I have not seen anything like that. All right. Uh, we're welcoming your phone calls, 805-543-8830, if you want in on the conversation. And I'm looking over at Jim Richards because, Jim, somehow we have gotten the text line disconnected. And if people want to contact us on the Stolberg tatum text line, we need to have that up and running, please. Thank you very much for that. I uh, also want to ask you about what's happening, particularly when women's health these days. Okay, I'm, I'm glad we brought that up. Uh, uh, women, uh, you know, I don't think people realize that how um, about heart disease in women. Uh, people think it's just a man's disease, you right. know. Growing up in high school in the in the sixties and seventies, you heard of everyone not everyone's dad, but you heard a lot of dads having heart attacks. Never heard of any moms having heart attacks. My dad had a heart attack. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But my, my mom lived to ninety eight. Yeah. No heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. But but heart disease kills as many women as it does men. Uh and women just aren't aware of that. Uh now part of that is because uh estrogen uh, is protective, and when women hit the mid fifties and they're starting going through menopause, uh, they lose that protection and they rapidly start catching up to men. But, so, what do you encourage women to do? Well, I, I think I think I, cur- I encourage everyone to uh, watch to modify their risk factors, and those are the common ones: the family history you can't do anything about, age you can't do anything about, but hypertension. Uh, diabetes needs to be controlled if, if it's present. Uh, the lipid, lipids have to be controlled. Uh, you want to keep your, your lipid profile under 200 with your HDLs greater than 50, ideally, and your LDLs, you know, less than 100. Uh, you want to do the total cholesterol HDL ratio. You want to keep that, you know, 4 to 1 or lower. Uh, obesity is a big issue. Uh, tobacco is a is a big no no. I lost four, I lost four pounds. Four pounds is good. All right, four pounds is good. I'm trying it. All right, on the Stolberg Tatum text line, uh, question number one: Does Doctor Canvasser recommend a coronary calcium test score, and how accurate are they? Okay, they can be helpful, but I don't really recommend anything generally except risk factor modification. I'd say you know look at your age, family history, look at all these things, and uh, and and talk to your physician about it, but a, a a coronary score does yield some information. It may or may not be necessary, though. Text number two on the Stolberg Tatum text line: The problem with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine has wrongly led to rumors that all COVID vaccines have an issue. And that may be true. That may be true. That I, you know, I hardly hear about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine anymore. It's always the the mRNA vaccines that seem to be the popular ones. Uh, number three on the Stolberg line, there is no possibility any cardiac doctor, after stressing to their patients the importance of taking the vaccine, that it's found to cause these sudden issues. It really helps if you're going to text in. We appreciate hearing from you if you could use full sentences yeah. <laughs> or proofread. Uh, let's take a call. We've got Vita in Los Osos. Hey, Vita. Yeah, hi. Thanks hi. for taking my call. Sure. Um, so I just wanted to go back to that topic of myocarditis for a minute. I am a retired nurse and worked in critical care for about 25 years. Well, so thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. It's not an easy job. 
Yeah, I loved it. I really, and I do miss it, but I can't do it anymore. But at any rate, um, yeah, I certainly saw patients, and I have had a couple friends that were diagnosed with myocarditis, and I wanted to reiterate what you said. People don't drop dead because they have myocarditis. It just doesn't happen. They have symptoms, signs and symptoms, you know, um, could have pain, could have uh, shortness of breath, uh, probably just a general malaise. Um, there's lots of signs and symptoms. But they don't just go out on the field and drop dead from myocarditis, and it's a treatable disease. Everybody that I remember treating and friends are all still, you know, they they recovered. Um, maybe they had some lasting effects from it. I don't know, or they certainly had to be cautious that they did recover from that. So this idea that, you know, these athletes are dropping dead somehow because of the vaccine being linked to myocarditis, um, I, you know, I'm just not buying it. And um, anyway, I just wanted to reiterate that. And also a couple of friends who were just adamant against the, uh, the vaccine sending me links to articles. None of those things were peer-reviewed. None of those came from reliable sources. In fact, one person sent me a link saying this was a global uh, intent to lower the population globally by vaccinating us. And that was an actual article that she sent me. So, wow. <laughs> Doctor, how do you comment? Well, I, you know, and, and when you sell the myocarditis, that was well before uh, COVID vaccine, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. retired yeah. from hospital nursing in 2012. So, yes. Yeah. Long before. All right. Well, once again, thank you. It's not easy being a, a nurse. It's not easy being an ICU nurse, particularly in this uh, day and age. But Vita, well, I give you, credit to the nurses who are still out there. You, wow. but you, Vita, you follow the news, though. How do you explain this? I mean, I've got people texting in disagreeing with the doctor. They're convinced that there must this must be true. I have no idea. I don't know what brings them to that point. I, I just can't imagine. I suppose they need to reinforce what they've already convinced themselves of, that the vaccine is harmful. Somehow they came to that uh, decision. Uh, you know, I don't know. Hmm. I can't explain it. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, Vita. Thanks for checking in. 805-543-8830. If you want in on the conversation with Dr. Canvasser, just talk about everything related to the human heart. Well, our texter is back on the Stolberg-Tatum text line uh, defending the British doctor, saying that he's not anti-vaxxer, and our listener knows because I've listened to his YouTube. So the British doctor is on YouTube. Okay. Which is fine, but I can be on YouTube too. Um, and they're not happy with me because I've connected this doctor to Charlie Kirk. All, I'm, all I did was read the article from the LA Times. All this started with uh, Hamlin, the football player. And once he collapsed, there is a certain part of our culture who's now saying, aha, we told you so. We told you not to get vaccinated. And they're extrapolating for what happened to Hamlin to suggesting that this is happening to hundreds of athletes around the world. And I've got a legitimate heart surgeon here saying it's not the case. I, I, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know how, what else to say. We are not seeing this. We're not seeing, as the, as the caller uh, so eloquently stated, if this was happening, we should be seeing peer-reviewed multiple sources discussing this and we're not seeing this mike is in los osos on kvec hi mike hey doctor hey dave hey mike how are you good uh before i get to my point uh 
as far as the died suddenly, I, I watched it, um, and it, it may be true, it may not. Uh, they do cite some people that are credible. Uh, you, you should watch it at least before you condemn it. Um, there was a whistleblower from Valley Children's Hospital in Fresno in the fetal center, um, and one of my lifelong friends, a uh, very close friend of mine works in that center. And I was shocked because I heard the girl's name, the whistleblower, uh, that said that blew the whistle on the miscarriages and all of the problems with the vax since the vax came out. Uh, so I called my friend and she said, absolutely, this is happening and my friend's probably going to get fired. So I personally verified that part of that, that movie. I can't speak for anything else. Okay. So we have the, the, so now I'm we have calling. we now have anecdotal evidence. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that that's the, I I can't speak for the movie. I just know that I was shocked when I was watching the movie. I heard the person's name. I called my friend and she's like, "Yeah, I work with her and I'm seeing what she's seeing." So I'm just telling you what I saw. I All mean, right. you know, Fair what you do with it what you want. What's your main but point, Mike? What I'm what I'm calling to to ask the doctor is that there are renowned uh uh medical experts and uh, cardiologists that don't agree with you. Um, and so what would you say to them? Because you, you're talking about peer-reviewed studies and this and that. When we look for them, usually we have to go outside of the United States. And let's be clear here, doctor. Most of what we were told by the science, by our government, by our media and by our experts about the vaccine ended up being 100% false. That's not true. Uh, I will list them for you right now if you no. will give me the chance. No, let's let's have Dr. Kevis respond. You don't respond. want to give me the chance. No, I want to give my guest the chance, doctor. Okay. Well, you know, I, 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 when... When I give a recommendation to the patient, whether it's about a vaccination or whether it's about an operation or about some medicine, I base mine, my recommendations on, uh, on items that have been recommended by groups of people. We get a list of recommendations, and we call them a Class 1 recommendation which is widely accepted to be beneficial we give a class 2a which is most likely to be beneficial a class 2b which is less likely to be beneficial and a class 3 which is harmful we don't want to do class 3 and we don't want to do class 2b on top of that we have levels of evidence a b and c and A is multi-center, peer-reviewed studies that, that comment on it. B is the preponderance of evidence. And C is what you're talking about, antidotal visions. So what we want is a class one recommendation with a level A. And that is what the recommendations are for vaccinations at this time. Now, not for every individual, but for the majority of the population, that is what's recommended. Mike. 
So your class one, class two, and everything else come from an apparatus that told America yep. that we needed to take Ooh. the vaccine. No, 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 no. no. It, it, the these are these are international. They've weighed okay. on the well. Br- the international elites told us and our media and our president that the vaccine prevented transmission. That has been debunked. That was a lie. People lost their jobs over that for even speaking out against that. So, Mike, how many Mike, Mike, how many athletes have died because they got the COVID vaccine? I'm not calling about the athletes. I know that athletes are dropping, are dying suddenly in mass right now. Okay. See. Okay, Mike. You know, this has this has been, uh, you know, yes, things have changed. You know, this is a process that what we know now is different than what we knew two and a half years ago. And that's nothing wrong. No, there are things we did wrong. I, I agree with that. I, I agree that we, we, um, uh, we didn't spend enough thought on the emotional aspects of the pandemic versus the medical aspects. But, you know, in... Uh, in in uh, uh, April of of 2020, when we saw the pictures out of Madrid and out of Barcelona and out of New York of the empty streets and the refrigerator trucks overflowing with bodies, you're damn right we were scared, and we made recommendations based on that. And then when we learned how to treat it, things got a little bit better, and we changed our recommendations. But but to go back and say oh they were wrong because three years ago they said something they changed their mind no that that's not that's not exa- that's not what happened at all some things you don't learn in medical school uh, Mike thank you we've got Garth on KVEC hey Garth hey David hi Doctor hey Garth hey Garth uh, Doctor I heard something earlier um, maybe I, I misheard but but um, was I hearing you say that myocarditis doesn't present sudden death that's correct. Not usually. I mean, that's completely incorrect. Okay. Let me back up. I love the fact that Garth is going to call in and tell a cardiac surgeon with a medical degree from the University of Michigan that he's wrong. Begin with your expert thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we debate the subject and not? Okay. Let's hear from the doctor. Let me just finish. You know, again, blanket statements can get everyone in trouble. Yes, myocarditis can cause death but a generally generally not often and b generally not sudden death myocarditis is a disease has been going on forever and we're able but now it, to recognize it garth but it, it is well common it's commonly known to cause sudden death no no anyway, I don't, let's, no, let's no. move past that well, well no, okay. no no no, no. Okay. <laughs> okay when you say commonly known to cause sudden death does it mean that yes we know it can cause sudden death or people commonly die of myocarditis what are you saying uh-huh. let's move past that well so, he, oh, he's asked you a question garth you're implying that he doesn't know what he's talking about you're he's allowed to get a response to his challenge to you Okay, so myocarditis, as you know, it's an inflammatory disease of the heart. 
Um, it's mostly diagnosed in young people, and it, and it can no, present no, that, 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 and it no, does present. No, no, that, that, that's not true. It's not mostly diagnosed. Anyone can get myocarditis. I wasn't finished with my statement. Okay. Are you going to break in on me, or are you going to listen? I'll listen. Now, you I'm know sorry. that especially in young people and infants, it can present a sudden death, and that's not uncommon. You know, and it includes infectious agents, mostly even viruses and systematic diseases and toxins. So you know that, doctor. So to say that it doesn't cause sudden death is just completely wrong. So okay. I'm not sure what medical school you went to or, or what's going on he here. He went to the University but, but of that's Michigan. that's completely untrue. Okay. Uh, again, again, are you done, Garth? Can I, can I respond? Yeah, I'm Go done ahead. for okay. the moment, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I think the question is the common, the question of common, okay? Now... Going back to vaccine, which is where this whole thing started, the, the incidence of myocarditis is 1 to 2 in 100,000. Now, commonly, commonly known and commonly seen is that the vast majority of those patients don't die, don't even end up in the hospital, and recover fully. Right. That's common. All right. Uh, Garth, I appreciate the call. Thank you. I want to make sure we get to Robin in Los Osos. Hi, Robin. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh I am so frustrated that people are even arguing with a man who holds a human's hearts in his hands and fixes them and makes people better. I don't understand these. You have no medical background and no training. Trust the doctor. He knows what he's talking about. My question to you, Dr. Canvasser, since you are the expert, is uh, on hearts. What effect does actually having COVID have on people's hearts? And I got 45 seconds for an answer. Uh, Uh, You know, COVID can be a major risk factor because it causes the vasculitis, which is an inflammation of the blood vessel. So, yes, COVID can have major cardiovascular effects. Robin? Thank you. Thank you, and thank you for all you do, Dr. Campuser. Thank right. you, Robin. Thank you for calling in. Uh, we'll come back and give the doctor a chance for a final thought. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio. Back today. Where today's edition of Hometown Radio is sponsored in part by your hometown grocery store, Spencer's Fresh Markets in Morrow Bay and Santa Maria. Always online at spencersfreshmarkets.com. Here are some reasons to check out Spencer's this weekend on sale. Beef tri-tip, three ninety nine a pound. Split barbecue chicken, $1.99 a pound. Get your baby back pork ribs at Spencer's, three ninety nine a pound. I love it. Cold water lobster tails, nine ninety nine each. You can also head to Spencer's, get your avocados, 99 cents each. Broccoli crowns, 99 cents a pound. Lettuce, 99 cents a head. And those juicy grapefruit, two for $3. All this and more, so much more, only at Spencer's in Morro Bay and Santa Maria. Spencer's Fresh Markets, always worth the drive. Shop at Spencer's, your hometown grocery store. We're so proud to have them as a sponsor of the Dave Congleton Show and so pleased to have offered this conversation with Dr. David Canvasser, who now has 45 seconds for a final thought, doctor. Okay, what, what I'd like people to take away from this is not the, the controversy with, with COVID, risk factor modification. Do yourself a favor, do your loved ones a favor. You know, lower your, check your lipid profile if you haven't done that. Check your blood pressure. Treat it if it needs to be done. If you have diabetes, uh, Get it under control. Get out there and exercise. We live in the Central Coast. It's beautiful. 30 minutes a day of walking, even better. 
uh, five times a week. Get your heart pumping. Get a short of breath and sweat. You'll do everyone a favor. And everybody stay calm. We don't want high blood pressure. Doctor, thank you. Appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. All right, off we go. We've got news and traffic and weather. Mark Wilson, the always entertaining Mark Wilson, up next. Stick around. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.